are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop pregame show as we are getting ready for Auburn's first SEC conference game of the Hugh Freeze era. I am your host, Dylan Lark, joined, as always, by Mr. Harrison Tarr. And Tarr, how you doing, buddy, before we introduce our guests? I am doing great, even better now that uh, I would say guests. I kind of feel like we're friends now. We're chatting <laughs> for like 35 minutes before the show, and I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely here for it. Hunter Mitchell and Kate Harris from the A&M Battalion, right? I'm not mispronouncing yes. that. And host of the Home Turf Podcast. Is that what it says? Yes. Sorry, I'm like blind today. But welcome <laughs> to the show, fellas. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. How y'all doing? Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, doing great. I mean, kind of wrapping up the week, you know, getting ready for Saturday. Trying to beat the heat. That's right. Yeah, y'all, y'all said it was going to be like 96. Yeah, no, it's going to be warm. I'm, I'm. This is one of the many times I'm grateful that I get to sit in the press box. <laughs> and that and like the, you know, halftime meal that you get. But Oh, oh and pregame meal, and too. Pre-game. Don't forget that. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the food look like in the A&M press box? Um, like last week for ULM, it was chopped barbecue sandwiches, pregame, and then all beef hot dogs for halftime. Oh, come on now. Yeah, we halftime glizzies out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was kids no, out here goblin glizzies at halftime. That's crazy. That's awesome. Well, nothing else to do when you're when you're playing ULM. You know? I, oh my god, I watched I watched like three minutes of that and I of that game, and I think two minutes you were on commercial. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> yeah. It was that was great, gentlemen. We brought you guys. Uh, glad glad you guys could enjoy could join us. Wanted to bring you guys in and talk a little bit about this Auburn A and M matchup in a game that matters a lot to both sides. Um and. Dylan and I have kind of chatted back and forth with our co-hosts that are usually on and hanging out. Um, they're active student journalists, by the way, that are uh, co-hosts with us um, about the kind of nature of how important this game is on both sides. Just as an overarching question, I'll open this up to either one of you guys or both. Where is uh, where's the A&M camp? Where, where's your head at in terms of what does this mean to Aggie fans and to Jimbo Fisher and company in terms of got to get right now when you've already got a blemish in the non-con? Yeah, I think we kind of broke it down a little bit in, uh, on the Home Turf podcast. We were saying that, you know, Miami that week was, you know, obviously not very happy with the result of that. But, I mean, there were some decent things to take from that and, like, obviously areas that they knew, like, that, okay, this is where improvement is needed. But felt like the first – this feels like the – obviously because just ULM and, and uh, New Mexico the other two weeks. It felt like the first, like, real test that is a game that, we you know, A&M can go in and, and really show – truly where they're at especially from last year like really show um okay like is this the year that you know the blank sec slate go in and compete off the cuff and i think for one this game is important because of the schedule that lies ahead i mean i think it's similar for auburn because y'all look at lsu Ole miss georgia i'm not sure the order but it's that's y'all's next three games and then uh a&M's is Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee. So mm-hmm. you look at the that schedule ahead, and you you pretty much have to win this game on Saturday. It kind of goes I, both ways there, Dylan. Dylan, I, like, I would I would rather take y'all the all three games. Yeah, I, I would too. I would too. But uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. In order, actually, it's Georgia, then LSU. You got a bye week for LSU. Yeah, you get the bye week for LSU, um, and then in Baton Rouge. Yeah. In Baton Rouge. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be a fun one for Auburn. Um, we'll have to see where – I think this is a good benchmark for both teams, though. Um, and yeah. like you guys kind of mentioned, is you find out find out what you're made of. See, the, these next two weeks we're going to find out in the SEC who's about it who's not about it. Or maybe not. I don't know because no one in this SEC really decided to be good this year. Um, so I'm really not entirely, entirely sure. 
when you look at the offensive side of the ball, let's kind of break this down. We always try to flip, you know, eat both both sides of the ball. Um, from for Texas A&M, what does that Auburn defense need to look for um, from your perspective? What is what does A&M need to do well to go out and win this game? Right? Either one of you guys open. open I, that, I mean, knowing that Auburn's secondary is a little beat up. Um, I mean, the receivers I mm. think uh, are going to have to show out. Uh, it's and then. I think the receivers probably is the main thing. Uh, the run game has been average, but uh, so I mean that's just mainly what the offense is relying on right now is the receivers. So yeah, A and M has a honestly like a pretty like can, compared to what it was like at least a couple of years ago. A and M has a hilariously deep wide receiver core now. I mean Evan Stewart, um, freshman All American, was out last game. Just be you know just be cautionary. He got a little banged up, and so they sat him for for ULM. Um, and then Noah Thomas got banged up early in the game, you know, another promising sophomore. Um, and then a and went out and had the f- like first time since 2018, they had two receivers who both caught over a hundred yards. Um, and one of them is a transfer from a D2 school um, in John A. Walker. And then of course, a nice Smith, the other one. So a and has uh, an, an absolute plethora of wide receivers, like really good, solid, reliable wide receivers to go to, you know, I mentioned Evan Stewart, Noah Thomas, John A. Walker. Um, and then Moose Muhammad, who hasn't exactly. really gotten in on much of the action so far this season. And, I mean, going back to last season, you, they know what he can do. I, I mean, Auburn fans might not know what he can do, can do since he didn't take off his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, LSU fans would. Uh, yes. <laughs> right. To say the least. So, yeah, I think that for – I think for Auburn, for, you know, AM's offense is that, I mean, it's been – for every SEC school, it's been a bit since they've really truly seen like an AM quarterback that can go out and uh, get the ball to his to his playmakers consistently and reliably. Um, and especially with how many playmakers he has on the outside, um, I would say, yeah, that 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 has kind of been the calling card for AM's offense so far this season. Something I haven't said in a long time is, is that the passing game um, looks looks pretty serious. Dylan, before you j- jump in, I'm going to let you talk about the Auburn offense here in a minute and, and what the A&M defense needs to, needs to do. I'm going to pose the same question to these fellows, Dylan, that we talked yesterday on the on the Thursday installment of the College Loop. It's so weird saying this all we, all we, when you record the day before. I don't know. It's wild in my brain. <laughs> but we talked about this last night, um, Dylan, we were recording. Gentlemen, Connor Wegman needs to do blank to take down Auburn and have a solid day on Saturday. And and that uh, that's open open. I guess to wherever your your mind may take you there. What is what in your mind is most important for Connor Wegman to accomplish um, against this Auburn defense? Which I know y'all saw the secondary is banged up. I'm not defending anything. That's probably still the deepest part of the, the Auburn defense. Yeah. Like this is probably the brightest spot still. Um, I mean, I think the main thing, and it's something I've pointed out a few times on uh, on home turf, is um, he is still. I mean, I, I, he's he's the, you know he's a golden boy at A and M now because again it's been forever since he really had a quarterback that you can you know, rest your laurels on. Um, but uh, he still you know still never didn't play a complete season last season. You know, still pretty early on this season, and it showed against the Miami game because they sent blitz after blitz after blitz. And I don't think he got sacked that game, but you could tell there was like there was often where he would see the blitz you know, freak out and then throw, throw a quick incomplete pass or like, you know, or, or a unwarranted pass deep down the field that would go out of bounds where if he would have followed the blitz and, you know, saw where it was coming from, he would see, you know, a check down that would get him five, 
10, even 15 yards, some instances wide open field. So I think um, awareness beyond uh, just, you know, kind of seeing like, you know, where the coverages are in terms of safeties, checking where the blitzes sure. are coming from and sure. finding the open man and understanding that the blitz is coming from somewhere. Someone is going to be open. And I think, you know, grain of salt, it's ULM. Um, but I think he did that a lot against ULM, understood when he needed to run and when he needed to step up in the pocket or roll out and find a receiver downfield. So I think, you know, there's a lot of progression there. But I think, obviously, Auburn, since Miami, Auburn's defense is, is the best he's going to have face. And so I think that's the real important thing. Sure. Yeah. By the way, Wegman only sacked twice all year at this point. Yeah. Just to your point. Hunter, do you want to expand on that? I'm sorry. No, I was just like, I mean. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think he summed it up perfectly. I mean, what he said is pretty much been the only critique that we could find so far from, from Wigman. Sorry, boys, y'all being on the same screen is throwing me off a little bit on that. On that <laughs> Dylan, keys yours. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Auburn offense, and uh, Auburn found a way to find a passing attack against Sanford. Again, like y'all said with ULM, it's Sanford. Uh, it'd be kind of uh, embarrassing if you didn't find one. Uh, but Auburn has yet to get a run game going. Uh, consistently outside of Peyton Thorne's legs. Uh, so I'm going to need Auburn to run the ball against this A&M defense, who A&M, very good at stopping the run this year, not so much to pass. Uh, it's kind of funny. I, I would ask y'all, how do y'all feel about the fact that y'all's offensive defense just flip-flopped? Like, y'all used to be good at running the ball yeah. and not good at passing the ball. Y'all used to be good at pa- stopping the pass and bad at stopping the yeah. run. Yeah, no, it, it is pretty common. It's just – it's it's honestly just a Texas A&M thing. Like, <laughs> it seems like you could never have – everything working at one time yeah yeah no yeah because defense was you know truly the calling card last year and then yeah like you mentioned it is just it's just flip-flopped and a secondary that was honestly kind of i mean the defense was was heralded in the offseason that secondary you know despite that defensive line loaded with five stars that secondary was was pretty well received you know and pretty like expected to show up and they've been They've, there's this, you know, Miami especially, like they've showed like serious weakness there. Um, so, again, I think this game will be a real test for them to see where they're out and where they're at as a unit. Yeah, I mean, look at Tyler Van Dyke. I mean, 374 yards and five touchdowns against the AM secondary. Yeah, just picked him apart. Yeah, and I'm going to need Peyton Thorne to do that exact same thing. I'm going to need, like I think I said in the last episode, get 280 yards passing, and that's going to kind of indicate that Auburn's going to be in, in the way for a win. Uh, but if you can get Jarquez Hunter and Damari Alston going, that would help tremendously. I think, Dylan, one of the more confusing things, and Cade Hunter, this is something we're just scratching our heads about this year, um, is um, I got kind of blasted on Twitter because I was so high on this running back room and said some shit that I probably shouldn't have said, but it's all right. We live, we learn, we yeah, we move forward. But we've been super, super high on this running back room, and then in big moments they've kind of laid eggs um, and, and, and Auburn. And, um, I mean – a guy I'm super high on. I know everybody around the SEC, if you know one Auburn running back is Jarquez Hunter, a guy that I'm really high yeah. on, Dem- Demari Olsen, guy right behind him. And I've gone as far as to saying I think that there's really not a gap between the two. And I think that Demari's right there on Jarquez's level. I've been blasted. Yes, I'm looking at you, whoever said that in the comments right now, and I'm still fighting you on it because I'm right. Um, but we've yet to see, like, right when, right when you think that that running game is on the cusp of, of doing something special and having a 100-yard rusher that's not a quarterback – they fumble the ball or they, they, they find ways to get stuff in the backfield, um, try to bounce more than just try to run behind their lead tackle, find, go through the wrong gap. Um, A&M is just not going to be play favor, favorable to that um, for, for Auburn. 
Um, so I know Dylan wants to see the, these, these, uh, this 100-yard rusher um, when it's not a quarterback. I think that Auburn's a little bit relying on Peyton Thorne to play better football than Connor Wegman. Um, and I know that that sounds kind of crazy that we're boiling this down to. Um, what I, in my in my opinion, I'm not no no slight on Connor Wegman. This is definitely slight to Peyton Thorne. So make sure you understand I'm slandering both ways here. I don't think either of these guys would be like the premier matchup in the SEC. Um, I don't I don't think you would look and be like, oh wow, I get to watch these two play football this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> um, but gentlemen, tell me if I'm crazy. Does it boil down to who turns the ball over less and makes fewer mistakes at the quarterback position? I think a lot of it does. Yeah. So I, I, I really think of the quarterback position. I, I think that, um, I mean, obviously you keep seeing uh, Wigman's passing yards and that's the thing that stands out, you know, at least a lot of AM fans, but he's got really, he's got good wheels too. Um, he, he's really mobile and really quick. And, but I think he's been making better decisions passing the ball. Um, he still does tend to occasionally chunk it down there and say, Screw it, Evan Stewart's down there somewhere, uh, and you know, occasionally Evan Stewart says, "You're right, I'm right here," and it'll snag it. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I, I do think that that that's pretty fair, and I, I think that one thing that A um, and M fans may shock them and and, and frustrate them a lot is um, Peyton Thorne's legs. I know that's what we talked about on our podcast when we did our power rankings. Is that um, for A and M? I think that. You may have to realize that uh, you may see like a 20, 30, a couple of 20, 30 yard runs from a from a, a scramble out of the pocket. No receivers open, you know, get downfield. And so I think for A&M, it really relies on that um, that linebacker core with Edron Cooper. Um, you know, you got J.D. Davis um, uh, and, you know, that that core there that to really play contain. Um, and I think Edron Cooper has, has he had a really good year two years ago. Last year kind of took, you know, everyone kind of took a little bit step down last year. Um, but the and, yeah. And then, the, and, but then this year he has shown really, really good flashes um, of playing that really downhill um, like run stopping linebacker. And so I think that is going to be really key there is um, which, which quarterback uh, can, can make some plays with their legs. Has uh, Peyton Thorne turned the ball over? The, how, many, how many times have he turned it over this season? Peyton Thorne's thrown, thrown three picks. Okay. Um, a couple of them pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad picks. Yeah, two two, two forced balls down the field. Yeah, back just back to your point of if you think it boils down to, like, turnovers, I would say that, you know, kind of favors the AM side because Sure, absolutely. He, hasn't thrown, he didn't throw a pick at all last season. He only and he's only thrown two picks this year, and both of them came against Miami. Yeah, and one of the, one, of, one them of them was not, was his, fault. not his fault. And Nia Smith just completely slipped right before the ball got yeah. to him. Yeah. So, and then the second one was kind of in like a, a end of the game situation. Like they were already down, and it was like fifteen points. Yeah. So it was just got trying to make a play. The game exactly. Was yeah. No, I mean, I I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, that I think that if you're, if you're looking at if it comes down to taking care of the football and not making silly mental mistakes and not turning it over. I think the edge does go to Texas A&M. Um, I, and and I, I say that, if nothing else, but because of game experience, because a lot of these guys have played ball together a lot before. Auburn's roster looks nothing like that team you saw play uh, that was 3-6 and six going into Jordan-Hare Stadium last year against A&M. Mm. Which, side note, how weird was that being on – like, what was the perspective from, from Aggieland during that game? Because in Auburn, it was way different, I imagine, than what you were you had You had a feeling. It was, like, I don't know about you, but – It was one of the most disgusting games I've ever watched. Like beautiful when it was when it was when it was when you know they're hyping it up, they are talking about you know talking about Cadillac before the before the game and they're doing and showing him with the players. 
And the the feeling that AM had like that entire season, you just had this your your stomach twisted in a knot, and you're like, this is gonna be bad. Like you just knew. It was kind of the same way I get in that South Carolina game last year. Like they like uh Williams Bryce is going crazy. There the announcers are hyping it up. They take the opening kickoff, uh, oh, and you just like it was just a twisted gut feeling which lived in so many Aggies chance last year. Um, and that was kind of my feeling for the game. So I mean sucked it was absolutely just like one of those laying laying your couch stare at your ceiling type games but like it, it, you kind of had that feeling well one man's trash is another man's treasure because that game was the resurrection game for auburn football in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people's eyes i would say re-watching it again not in that same context not Still a fun did. game to watch no oh, it was no. not oh gosh no. you wait you wait dylan you've rewatched that game past the opening intro <laughs> <laughs> yep why uh, it was on Auburn's SEC uh, takeover. They should have literally just – it should have just been Cadillac saying, now let's go play ball. That was, on, that was, like, on, that was on Auburn's SEC takeover? Yeah. It was a rough uh, year in Athens. It was a rough year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tough year. Really they tough had, year. They had to put yeah. at least like one football game on there, and that's the only one. They yeah, we really had the LSU game, along. which was for, for cornflakes, but, you know, that was – Yeah. Bad. Auburn <laughs> should have beat LSU too, but some people didn't want to play uh, play – uh, football in the second half, aka the head coach at the time, but whatever. <laughs> here, no, there didn't score second half points for the first four games last year. I think three or four, three of the first four games. Yeah, that was. Cool. I don't remember a scoring until we fired him. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't either. No. <laughs> the first six games of that season are just a Potato blur man. and just red. Potato <laughs> man, gentlemen, thank you guys for breaking down um, this this game and joining us today. We're gonna we're gonna go through our our uh, pickums beyond. Uh, Dylan, you good for to keep keep rolling here? Yeah, you gonna give our predictions for the game. Yeah, that's what that's where I was going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I was going to ask uh, the the uh, brilliant young student journalistic minds at Texas A and M University um, wanted to lead us off with their game predictions. Auburn at Texas A and M, eleven a.m. kickoff. This game on ESPN. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's on main yeah, channel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the whole world gets treated to watching this one. <laughs> yeah, eleven a.m. prime time slot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give, give us your give us your picks uh, and give a throw in a score for you us. Can, you can first. Kid. Yeah, I, I said it yesterday on our podcast. I I think it's going to be thirty-eight twenty-four a.m. Thirty-eight twenty-four. I said almost the exact same thing, except I said thirty-eight twenty-three. Thirty-eight twenty-three a.m. Okay, Dylan, and uh, you want to round it out, or do you want me to round it out? I can round it out. Okay. Um, I'm going to go off vibes because I've kind of gone back and forth on this. Um, if I pick Auburn, our entire podcast is going to pick Auburn. I'm just letting you know. Um, so, um, yeah, that being said, I don't want to curse it like that. Um, 30, 32, something ugly. 32, 25 Tigers. So I just screwed Auburn, by the way. <laughs> So in 2013, oh good God! <laughs> I watched. I was a year off of my Albert Tigers going three and nine. Oh, and the, the orange and blue glasses. <laughs> 2013 came around. Auburn was winning a little bit. Walked into College Station. Sammy Coates threw a defender on the ground, made him look like a little boy. Uh, Trey Mason crawled his way to a touchdown, and then at the end of the game, D Ford chased down Johnny Manziel, brought him to the ground. Rod Bramlett calls Auburn to announce to the entire college football world that they are back. I think Auburn's going to walk in the Kyle field and win an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Three to two, please. Give me. <laughs> I'm begging you. Five I'm going to. 
I'm gonna say 23-17. Oh, that's not that ugly. It's pretty mm-hmm. ugly. I wanted like I wanted like four to three. I was gonna be like, yes. Alex, Alex McPherson's getting nine points this game. <laughs> we talked about we talked about Alex we, McPherson. We did talk about Alex McPherson. <laughs> He's getting three field goals. This Fantastic game. kicker. I think He's you forgot to mention a, a no call horse collar and all of that, but that's beside the fact. Uh, <laughs> hey, once you get thrown to the ground by a by a future Auburn policeman. I love Sandy Coach. He's awesome. <laughs> you just lost a future and Auburn cop and he has a wine tasting group in Auburn. He's now he's now the he's now wide receiver coach somewhere too. And I, yeah, what dude's I, resume I, is filled up. Will, yeah. Will say though, um it despite being eleven AM kickoff, uh senior ticket pull, which is usually like you're always getting first, second deck, a lot of seniors are getting third deck, which means place is gonna be packed. It, Hold it, on. It, it's gonna be a big one. Wait a minute. You're telling me your students don't have like an assigned student section, like lower level, like by the field. So it's really it's first come, first serve. So seniors, you will usually always get first deck. Um, but if you're kind of one of the later ones, you'll get second deck. Um, and then usually, so the breakdown is usually it is, it is an assigned st- seating section. Yeah, it's like, assigned student, the student section. Student section is all right behind. So it'll be right behind the visitors bench. That's all the student section. Oh, like the whole. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Then, I was about to be really upset for you. I was about to be most, very upset for, for you. For most games like this one, they'll put them up they'll kind of in the end it. zones yeah. too because there's too many. Yeah. So it may be 11 a.m., but but I, Kyle feel I think it's going to be pretty loud too. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? It'll are be very close? quiet by uh, the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, Dylan thinks so. It won't be. That game, I'm praying for – dude, I'm telling you, give me a five to four game. Let's do it. I'm like, I, 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 that's one thing I'll say, like Auburn, man, it, it's always, always close game. And, and truthfully, like, I know we had kind of, we had like uh, two score games in both ours, but I, I would not be surprised of um, like a one possession, like maybe like a field goal. Like I, I would, that would surprise me. None. Truthfully. None. No, yeah. like the game, the game is actually decided because one team uh, misses a point after fumbles a snap and then they run it back to the two point. Um, uh, touchdown the other way, and that's how you would lose the game. That feels on the table. That, that, feels that on the table. yeah, that kind of that kind of yeah. The 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 Auburn AM football rivalry has been has been sh- strange. <laughs> there, it, 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 it's like taking take any logic you have, like a normal football game, yeah. which by the way, Auburn's not capable of playing. <laughs> um, and you just throw it out the window, and it, it's like you're playing your friends in Madden, and there's no rhyme or reason, and you're going for it under every circumstance that you shouldn't. It's it's pretty much like that. Oh yeah, and yeah. I will say that whole like horse collar thing. I, oh, here he goes. Cameron Artis Payne didn't fumble in the 2015 one either. So, oh, you will never, you, oh, oh I will, I Look, will never forget that game after coming off of ULM barely beating ULM. Y'all shouldn't have to do that. Y'all shouldn't have to rely on that to beat a Kyle Allen team. <laughs> no, we did, shouldn't have. But did did everybody here except for me grow up a fan of the the school they wound up going to school at? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching A and M since I was cognitive. Yeah. Oh four. That's I was in fifth grade when Johnny Manziel was a freshman. Yeah. I remember. I remember falling to my knees when he won the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Cam Newton won the Heisman. Don't worry. <laughs> um. I don't like to tell people in Auburn who I was cheering for in the 2010 national championship because I really liked cool jerseys and Nike. Ooh, so. <laughs> Chill out or I'll mute you. I'm glad that Auburn won. In retrospect, I'm very happy. Hindsight's 2020. 
Um, which side note, the boys are gonna have to bear with me for a second. Dylan, did you see that there's like a bunch of Oregon banner trying to say that Oregon's superior in football uh, fo- as a fo- to as a football program to Auburn? Uh, they've reignited that flame today, and I'm it's like, awesome I don't that know that if logo you remember. Just the same they have. That just, I'm sorry, that came back up, and then yeah, <laughs> it like resurfaced today, like on a larger scale than usual. When like Oregon, Oregon gets a little more moxie than they should have. Like it's gonna be really line. funny when Bonix wins a Heisman, and they're gonna be just as angry whenever we claim his Heisman as much as they claim his. It's gonna be Hang crazy. The banner. He's Hang our Jalen. He's our Jalen Hurts. <laughs> we can claim a Bama can claim Jalen Hurts. That's how that works. <laughs> All right, um, Dylan. Before we roll into the pickums, you wanna maybe throw something up on the screen for me real quick? Oh yeah. For those of you watching back home, if you guys are enjoying the show, if you guys are feeling loopy and you need a new shirt for game day, you can go to www.thewarreport.com, grab one of five colorways of the College Loop War Poor Podcast Network co-branded Feeling Loopy t-shirt. Those are only $25. Once again, most comfortable shirt you'll ever own. Dylan says so. Everyone I've ever spoken to that owns one says so. Can't recommend it enough, and we certainly appreciate the support. That's www.thewarreport.com, or if you don't feel like typing that in, you can go to the description and wherever you are listening to this show, most likely on YouTube, like most of you usually do. And if you're here, also like, subscribe, and ring the bell. I will continue to starve our intern until you guys get us to 600 subs. So, yes, currently in Tar's basement, yep. begging for scraps. That's right. So, sorry, gentlemen, had to break that one up there for a minute. You guys like the shirts? Y'all rocking with the shirts? Oh yeah, that's yeah, nice. good fabric. We, we got to get some shirts. Yeah, I'm game. Yeah, good. Sure, <laughs> I know. I know some guys that. Uh, I know a place you can order them. So I'll, I, I can <laughs> you guys up. That's right. All right, let's get to our pickums. Dylan, the keys are yours for pretty much the remainder of this. I'm just gonna pick off mostly vibes. To be completely honest with you. All right. Well, I've watched the all these games all year. I just I like picking off vibes. I don't know. All right, well, here at the College Loop, we like to keep you inside the loop of Auburn Athletics. But for these pregame picks, we like to go a little bit outside of the loop. All right, looking at the picks, Tar, me and you are now tied at 17-3 and three on the year after I had a really good week last week. 17 and what? 17-3. and three. Wow. What? I There's didn't... no way we've done that well. That's I did the math wrong, maybe. Impressive. Maybe, dude, I wasn't bowl eligible me, after week one. Let me, let me go. Let me go through again. Maybe I counted wrong. Maybe I didn't have the best. I'm math. not worried about it. Seventeen and three works great for me. Well, we're seventeen and three until someone corrects us. Well, <laughs> I just. Well, you I, know we're gonna have one person correct us, right? Someone in the yeah, comments is gonna. Yeah, have that means that's hey, that's three free views. That's all I care about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at current moment, Johnny Deppin, the UMass student journalist, currently lead with seven and three. And John Conley is tied for second and or tied for second twice uh, with his six and four back to back weeks here on the college loop. And hopefully, well, I guess we'll have. Are you gonna? I don't. I don't know how y'all are good with picks. Uh, how 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 good are y'all typically in your in your pickums? Uh, I went seven and three last week. I do like a. I did like a top ten games of the week, and I went seven and three. So I don't know. Yeah, could be, um, a, could be a one-off. I mean, I, two of the games we have on here, I, uh, I I wrote about, so I'm hoping I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'll stick with my guns, and we'll see. All right, let's do it. Just get right to it. Starting off hot and heavy with the ACC matchup. Number four, Florida State travels to Clemson, South Carolina, home of a weird rock that they touch. Uh, Florida State is currently a two-point favorite for an 11 a.m. kick on ABC. So. Whoever wants it first. Yeah, I like Florida State in that one. Yeah, I I, I think Florida State is just is 
it looks too dynamic this year. I know they had just coming off Boston College. It's kind of a weird one, but but nah, I, I think Florida State looks too good after what they did at LSU Week One. Uh, I think they're for real. C L E. I'm just kidding at Florida State, please. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you finally I've let, got off I've here. let Clemson burn me too much this year already. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to be rocking with Florida State here. They are my playoff pick, my ACC champion pick as well. To Tar's discredit, uh, he hated it so much that he decided to rock with Dabo Sweeney and his inability to recruit inside the Give me the portal. Duke Blue Devils to win the ACC, damn it. I could live with that. I'm all for it, but I want to be right. So I'm going to be rocking yeah. with Florida State. We are too with, my, with Mike Elko there. Yeah. 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 Dog. <laughs> I bet y'all miss him so much. Oh, every day. Y'all had a head coach in waiting, <laughs> and then Duke just picked him right up. Now every they're uh, now they're cool. All right, up next we have probably one of the most hyped up games of the week. Uh, we got number nineteen Colorado as they travel to Eugene, Oregon to take on the bodacious Bonics led number ten in the country, Oregon Ducks. Oregon is a twenty-one point favorite. Yeah, uh, I, I think I got Oregon here. Um, I mean, there's so many factors that go into this. Uh, for one, uh, Oregon comes in with a top I think top 20 passing defense, and that's easily the best that, that um, Colorado faced all year. Travis Hunter out with a, first off, lacerated liver. That is rough. He's only about for three <laughs> weeks bad. too. Like how? Yeah, that is that is that is rough. But um, and then going in going into Austin, I, that's one of probably the toughest places to play in the entire country. I think that um, I, I think that 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 Oregon wins. I don't know if it'll be spread. I don't know. Twenty one seems pretty drastic, but but I, I think they'll win safely. Yeah, agreed. Oregon, go Ducks. <laughs> yeah, I'm also gonna be rocking Oregon here. I'm also gonna be rocking Oregon to to cover that game. As I'm kind of well. with you, actually. Um, guys, Colorado's not good. I mean, like, I look, I it's fun, and I I I did order the Deion Sanders Prime sunglasses. I did. Yeah, that, and I'm not lying. I did. I didn't know wins against TCU and Nebraska make you like. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I, I think they're better than we thought they were going to be. But we thought yes, they were going to win three games. They just so, had such a, a crappy season last year. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can only go up from rock bottom. So I, I do think Dion will turn them around quickly. I really yeah. do. Um, and I don't want people to think that I'm hating on Dion. I'm a Dion enjoyer, um, for sure. But it's folks, let's knock it down a little bit. Um, they're not contenders in the Pac-12. They're very much pretenders, even in the non-con slate. So like, let's let's be real for a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, I like Oregon to cover. I'm with you, Dylan. Yeah, completely on the bonacious Bonix train That's here. That's really not why I wanted to pick that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, he's our Jalen Hurts, so we got a root for him to play well. So Jesus, play Christmas, them. move forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, next we got another Pac-12 matchup as number oh, 22 UCLA, UCLA Bruins travel to Salt Lake City, Utah, to take on the number 11 Utah Utes. Utah's currently somehow a six-point favorite without Cam Rising after playing very – close to or too close to Weber State last week. Yeah, I'm going with UCLA. I I don't number eleven is a it's a bit of a stretch for me for there for, for Utah right now. And uh yeah I don't I don't I don't think they'll win without Cam rising. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh I mean I think Utah's simply number eleven because of where they were week one and they've just won. So I mean uh, it yeah I mean without without Cam rising that that offense kind of looks dead in the water. 
Um, you know, UCLA still kind of has a lot to prove about themselves, but I think that um, just like, you know, it's, this I think speaks more <laughs> about Utah than probably UCLA. So, yeah, I, I, I'll go with the Bruins. I'm taking UCLA as well um, on, on the principle that I just think it would be very funny um, if Chip Kelly – wound up in, in in a very meaningful game with Oregon at the end of, at later, later this year and I I just I, in my head that'd be hilarious so I'm 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 ro- I'm rooting for that to happen. Yeah, I'm also I'm a I'm a big Utah guy. They're my pack they're my favorite Pac-12 school. Uh but you I have just to don't that soon, brother. <clears throat> yeah, my big I'm all my favorite other conference teams are going into the Big 12. UCLA <laughs> Cincinnati is now in the Big 12. Kansas was my favorite Big 12 team, but I'll well, still going to the Big 10. So and the Big 10. My Big 10 there team is go. Penn State. So yeah, but I'm rocking UCLA here. And then we got a nice little fun SEC SEC matchup as the number 15 Ole Miss Rebels traveled to Bryant Denny Stadium, the nicest building in all of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm I'm interested to see the to see the, the opinions on this one. I really am. Go ahead, fellas. To take on number 13, Alabama. Bama is a six and a half point favorite. Which to me is a big is a big surprise. I know it's in Tuscaloosa and I know it's Alabama, but I mean the quarterbacks are just complete difference right now. And I think Ole Miss is gonna win. Yeah, I, I think Ole Miss almost wins and covers. Um, uh, I think this is easily by far maybe the worst quarterback situation that Nick Saban has found himself in. I look at, you look at all three of the options and I don't think any of them are the solution right now. Um, I didn't think Jay, I mean, A&M almost beat Jalen Milrow in Tuscaloosa last year, you know, in that five and seven season, it was down to literally the last play in the fourth quarter. So yeah, I, I think Ole Miss goes in and I think they, they go into Tuscaloosa win and cover. That's a good opinion, uh, both for, for both of you guys. Y'all are both very intelligent, young, emerging journalists, but not so fast, my friend. <laughs> um, I'm you telling gotta, you, folks. You got to get the pencil. Yeah, I, well, I don't know where my pen went, so um, I, I just got to bear with me. The, first off, Jalen Milrow just kind of feels like Blake Sims 2.0. Just saying, um, in my in my in my book, and and maybe that's just off vibes. It, it's place similarities for sure. Um, Blake Sims was a better passer, but anyways. Uh, I would not want to play Alabama ever, realistically. Um, <laughs> I specifically would not want to play them on the Jalen Milrow revenge game. I don't think he's good. I don't. I don't think he's an S tier quarterback. Yeah. I don't. I don't. He's not a guy that I think is the answer long term. But I do think that this is going to be a different team after what we just watched them do in Tampa last week. Um, and Nick Saban, he doesn't lose at home often. He doesn't lose at home twice in a season. Alabama's a tough place to play. I don't think Alabama covers. Also, I will say this, not to dog on you. I think, Hunter, you said it right. Yeah. The reverse cover for Ole Miss is crazy. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't think I can get behind that one. Um, I can go with a three-point game either way. Uh, but I've got Alabama Alabama close. Yeah, I've been looking at this. This game, I've had to call many a friends to ask what they thought about this game to help me kind of figure out where I'm going to stand. Tar, I did the math as well. We're actually 17 and 13. I forgot to carry the one. I was about to say, that's way different. (laughs) Way different. Way, way different. Uh, But Tar, I'm at the stick with you there. I hate picking Alabama in any context. I hate the fact that they're going to go, they're going to walk back at the Bryant-Denny Stadium, take down Lane Kiffin yet again. But uh, it's bittersweet 
because I also don't like Ole Miss. Yeah, no, it, it, it. I don't feel joy in picking Ole Miss. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like, <laughs> like I'm not. I'm. I'm not hotty toddy by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, I feel like I, I just. I just. I feel like that quarterback situation, the offense with Ole Miss with with Judkins and, and Trey Harris and, and Dart. I feel like does a lot more for me than what than what we've seen from Bama so far. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if in Tuscaloosa, Bama yeah. goes outright and wins that as well. Like I don't I don't think it's a, a gimme to Ole Miss at all, but I, I think Ole Miss I think Ole Miss gets it done. Yeah. Well, it, I mean if Lane Kiffin worked at a Krispy Kreme in Tuscaloosa, his job would be to glaze the donuts. Oh that's man. All, that's all I've he does with Nick Saban. A, I've never seen a bigger Alabama fan than a than a head coach well, than Ole Miss's head coach. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is I was going I was gonna kind of build off that guys. And by the way, you're making the donut joke is crazy. <laughs> that's, that, yeah. is, that was crazy. I'm but, taking that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um Lane's got a couple extra quarterbacks. Maybe if Nick asks nicely enough, he can have like Spencer <laughs> Sanders. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Lane, I pay him to take him. I, that's just how much he loves Nick Saban. <laughs> He'd probably give him Dart, too, if he asked nicely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have Jackson. <laughs> we'll take Milrow and Buckner. And we'll yeah. Three-way three trade. Need, all I need in exchange is I just need your three shitty quarterbacks and the first opportunity to interview for the Bama job as soon as you can. <laughs> right. Which could be sooner than we expect. Yeah. Yeah, Fingers okay. crossed. Is that, is that, is that wishful? Auburn. It's, no, that, maybe that's Dylan wearing his literal orange and blue glasses. <laughs> I'm thinking straight. He might be right drunk now. right now. That's possible. <laughs> he um, got he, that mansion in Florida is that Dylan, mansion in Florida talks. Dylan, you teach the high schooler futures of tomorrow right now. You teach you teach right now. You can't be drunk on the job. I, I teach them how to run, how to work in media, and I'm doing exactly that by <laughs> pushing agenda by drinking like, and then talking about <laughs> Alabama football. I have not drank a single drip. Just kick Nick Saban out. He has a nice house and Terry wants to have a nice family meal with him for once when he's out of practice. Go to the boys. Y'all have to let me and Dylan sit down and explain to you guys how we actually think that T- Miss Terry is the actual reason Alabama is as successful as they are. We have there, there is, a, we have good, we have good backing too. There's, there's oh, good gosh. Okay. <laughs> I got to our first, un- well, first game without a single un- with a ranked team. Uh, we got the, BYU Cougars traveling to Lawrence, Kansas to take on the Kansas Jayhawks. Both teams are three and all going to this match. Kansas is a nine point favorite, and BYU is fresh off of an Arkansas win. Oh, man. To be honest, I didn't even know they were playing this week. TL showed me uh, uh, before. Um, but I, I think Kansas would win this one. You know, I. I feel like it's kind of the Vanderbilt syndrome where like a team football team is so bad for so long. You love when you see them do good. And, <laughs> I mean, I was the same way I, I, I picked Kansas against Arkansas um, um, in our bowl matchup, you know, uh, last season. Uh, and BYU look, I think looked pretty solid against Arkansas, but you know what, you know what? Rock chalk Jayhawk. I, I'll go with Kansas too. Rock chalk. I. Jalen Dan, I think he he's a he's a serious good quarterback. I got on my fantasy league. Um, on my I want chain. The chain that plays highlights of himself. That's yeah, crazy. that's that is he. I, I and 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 then and uh, to Kansas's credit, I mean they they've done a pretty good job filling up that 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 stadium they have there. Um, compared to you know especially how it used to be where they're letting in people for free so they can maybe beat Oklahoma. Um, like it, it looked pretty good, and so you know credit credit credits do over there over in uh, uh in Kansas. So I I think they'll I think they'll get it done. 
Are they in? Was it? Is that man, am I making that up? Is that Manhattan, Kansas? Am I making that's that Kansas up? State. That's Kansas State. Kansas State. Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, yeah. It's all. It's just, it's, it's Kansas. Kansas. It's. I was <laughs> just. I was just trying to be kind. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here. Yeah. What else Rock chalk. I was officially saying, yeah, Kansas is going to win this game. Oh, BYU. Okay. BYU may have just looked very good against a very bad Arkansas team. Arkansas reeks, by the way, boys. They're yeah. not. No, good. we 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 have. I think we had Arkansas in our power ranking. I think six in the West. I think Mississippi State's the only one that we. Hey, did. congratulations! Either one of us finished six or seventh in the West this year. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Let's go us. Mississippi State, though, y'all. If you could yeah. finish eighth in the West in this in this year, there would be a, they'd find a way. They were really bad. They were really yeah. Bad. No, that that uh, that's what happens when you take an air raid quarterback and put him in a pro style offense. I can't I wait to watch the the Mississippi State Arkansas game. I it's going to be bad. That's. That's your three-two game right there. That's your three-two game. And somehow it's still going to be at six p.m. Watch, Brian. Well, yeah, Brian, BYU Kansas is at two thirty on ESPN. Wow. Oh. <laughs> we got eleven. <laughs> they do. They do want to kind of battle out with Fox Big New Kickoff, and that they have no. to go against who's playing Big New Kickoff. Two thirty slate is pretty good this week, I think. Too. It's not even Colorado Oregon. This is eleven. Fox. What's the Fox slate? Is it Oregon? Is it Ohio State? No, where who know. is Whatever playing at Gus 11 Johnson's calling? Is it not Oregon State, Washington State at two thirty? Oh, they play at six as well. Six. Who's playing at eleven on Fox? Who are they Nobody. trying to battle out with? They give up. This is this is wild. But you know, at five thirty on the CW network, Jesus you're going to be able to watch Georgia Tech at Wake Forest. Wake is currently a three and a half point favorite for Winston Salem, North Carolina. So if you if you love the Flash TV show and Arrow, <laughs> keep it on the same channel because you can watch the Yakets versus the Demon Deeks. Oh man, can't pick against Haynes. Go Haynes King. King. Yeah. yeah, hey, together, together, <laughs> together, we swarm. I I think I got. I think I'll take the Yellow Jackets here simply solely for the fact that they took like everyone that we had transferred out went went to Georgia Tech. Like Chase Lane, Haynes King, Andre White. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I'll go Georgia Tech. We got two Georgia Techs already. Holy shit! This is the greatest pick of my entire life. Other people are taking Georgia Tech with me, <laughs> and it's not just because they feel bad that I suffered. Like until I was, until I was sixteen, I was a Georgia Tech fan. Like I, it was bad. It was a That's, long, wow. long time. Disrespect. <laughs> um, I, I feel so appreciated. These guys are welcome back on the show anytime, if nothing else, but because of this. Um, so, yeah, I'm a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer. Let's go, Haynes, baby. The king that was promised. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend, because this game might be getting jinxed because I'm also rocking with the Georgia Tech. Holy shit. For this game. A 4 nothing. This is the greatest Tech. moment of my life. <laughs> Never thought you'd see the day. Hey, I wanted to pick them last week. Yeah, but that's because they were playing Ole Miss, and because you it, you were yeah. Okay. I was a game behind. It's, blind, it's called out. blind hatred. Hey, that got me. That got me two out of three wins in week three. And week the way two. you talk about Ole Miss would get you canceled in some states. So. <laughs> All right, back to the SEC. We got the Arkansas Razorbacks traveling to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to take on y'all's top two rivals. Uh, LSU is currently a 17 and a half point favorite against a very bad Arkansas team. Yeah. Do we have to ask? Arkansas doesn't stand a chance. Uh, my grandfather's an Arkansas fan, so sorry to him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is 
be bad. They may have to like get in like some kind of secret service or like CAA SWAT to come in and separate this game because they're they're gonna do nigh illegal things to Arkansas. <laughs> uh, I think it's gonna be really, I think it's gonna be really bad. Um, <laughs> I think I think maybe one of the only reasons that that the Mississippi State game wasn't as bad is because they took the pedal off the metal a little bit. But I think in in Baton Rouge, uh, ooh, I think it's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be real bad. Go ahead, Dylan. I, I'm I'm with these guys. I I'm still recovering from from that. That was freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, give me give me LSU here to double that cover. So yeah, I'm mean, gonna give me that. Give me that thirty. Give me that thirty-five. Nice thirty-five. Give me that thirty-five point win. <laughs> Arkansas is not good this year. No, <laughs> Jesus. No. LSU gonna cover that bad boy. Up. This one got off the rails quick. Continue. <laughs> All right, head back to the Pac-12. And a Pac-12 of next year as well as the number 14 Oregon State Beavers and DJ Ugiagalele. The two-part game, yes. <laughs> Take on Cam Ward and the number 21 Washington State Cougars. So we got the Cougars versus the Beavers in this one. Who y'all got? I got Washington State. Uh, being at home, and then I don't. I mean, they they have some. Yeah, it's 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 Wisconsin and and Colorado State, but hey, that Colorado State team took Colorado to overtime last week and. They look a little impressive to me um, so far this year. I think it's our first split as I'm going with the Beavs. Um, this, again, maybe the like we've talked about, like Kansas, where it's just the school that's been so bad at football for so long, you just want them to be good. Um, but I, I like – I think DJ Uyangalule, I mean, they haven't really played anyone that crazy to start this season. Nailed that name, by the way. Um, nailed that name. Yeah, no, I practice. It's and when you have when you have um, uh, Tua Iloa in your conference decimating you for a couple of years, you get you get pretty good at those names. Tagovailoa yeah. is a little easier to say than Uyangaloa. Yeah, Uyangaloa. Yeah. That's one. Yeah, that's a that's a announcer's nightmare when he gets that <laughs> roster card. Really bad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that offensive line for Oregon State has looked like kind of ridiculous. I think it's I think it's may end up being one of the best offensive lines. Um, Come the end of the year, of course, you got to see them play some actual competition. But I, I think they will. I, I think it will be super close. I think that spread's pretty accurate. Um, but uh, I'm going with the Beavs. Going with the Beavs. Mm. That's a tough look. I'm sorry. Um, that's uh, uh, not all of us can know ball. <laughs> um, but uh, Kate, you took. You took. Some, okay. Okay. Good. Kate knows ball, and I love Cougars. <laughs> give me Washington State. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, what, if I, what if I told you that you got very upset with me whenever I told you that I think DJ Uyangalele is going to step into Oregon State? I would, and I would return the tr- that sentence by saying nobody laughed at my joke saying I love cougars and I'm upset. But Well, here's not a joke, my friend. Oregon State is a contender in the Pac-12. And there it was started go. off by Uh-oh. beating Washington State Decisive in vote. Pullman, Washington. Okay. Good decision. And now Split for a, another another game with some maybe uh, maybe some some national championship implications. We have the number six Ohio State Buckeyes traveling to not Notre this is Dame. a playoff game. This is a playoff. Yeah. Game. This um, Ohio State's looking a little sus. This is a regular season playoff game. Like loser well, loser is out. Oh yeah, but Probably. one of them one of them has more leeway than the other. I about to say loser is out unless yeah. you're Ohio State. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, if I say Ohio State's a three-point favorite in South Bend for the number nine Notre Dame fighting Irish mm. under Sam Hartman. Yeah, uh, I actually think Notre Dame's going to win this one. Uh, 
they Ohio State's looked a little shaky under you know Kyle McCord. Uh, that game against Indiana was was something. Uh, um, but yeah, I think Notre Dame's going to defend home turf and they'll, they'll win. I think Notre Dame wins easily. Uh, I, I, I think one cons- consistent theme so far with Ohio State this year, even even though they have blowouts, has been there's been some point you click on the game and you're like, are they really like, is this the score right now? Like, what is happening? Yeah. And, um, you know, Notre Dame's got the number 16th ranked total offense. They've got the number one rusher in the country who leads the two spot by over 100 yards. Um, you got Sam Hartman at quarterback. Um, and then I think they're, I think Notre Dame is, uh, they're definitely like top 15, top 20 in, um, passing defense as well. I think that Ohio state, if they get off to a slow start on the road in South Bend, I think, uh, I think it's going to spell disaster. I think Notre Dame's going to jump on it off the cuff because Notre Dame has not, they played five Ohio state five times and has not beat them. I would say that having a good pass defense statistically helps whenever your first game of the season went against Navy. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's hey maybe tried they're trying to move on but maybe we're gonna have to wean out a little bit it's gonna be a they, couple had, years. they had a nice little nice little family vacay to dublin ireland <laughs> right but but i i think notre dame i think notre dame wins like pretty convincingly so hunter has decided he does no ball after all and, <laughs> and, uh, and that, that's a, that's a good take notre dame notre dame by i'm gonna get weird notre dame by like 14 yeah, I, I I can see a double digit win for for Notre Dame here. I think they're real this year. I really do. I think yeah. I think, and I love what Marcus Freeman's got going on. Um, it's like Dylan mentioned earlier. Like I thought I hated Notre Dame, and then I realized I just hated Brian Kelly. <laughs> and then Marcus uh, Marcus Freeman came in, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy is so fun to root for. Like he is, he he clearly loves his dudes. There's a lot, of, like honestly, there's a lot of parallels in his coaching style to that of Cadillac. Um, and and I think that may have been what was like, oh my god, like I love this dude. Um. Yeah, it's fun that Notre Dame's good. It's suddenly like I enjoy it and don't hate it now that Brian Kelly's not there. So, Yeah, I think it's about time we also start uh, chugging along to the Sam Hartman Heisman hype train as he yeah. has his Heis- uh, a very convincing win over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Mm-hmm. And the greatest the play Irish. call on the sideline I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> He's that dude's got a <laughs> I, I think, and you know, the only reason Sam Hartman is not – my starting quarterback in fantasy is because Michael Penix is my starting quarterback. So, you know, can't go wrong with either one. No, of them. I, nope. <laughs> uh, one week I subbed him out, I regret it. So, yeah, no, he it's a serious quarterback, serious offense. I think he's got a really good balance attack. And uh, I, I really think they'll catch Ohio State sleeping. I completely agree. Now, for the last game, has some college ball playoff implications for me as the number 24 Iowa Hawkeyes somehow ranked. And somehow put up over twenty three points against Western Michigan last. They scored week. touchdowns. Yeah, they they it's wild. They and they have to average what they average what twenty three points to not have Kirk fire his son. Just saying, just saying. There's a direct correlation to the amount of points scored before and after. Like there's a staunch difference between before Cade McNamara said that these guys were going to come a lot and after. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> And he meant the defensive pressure, folks. That's what I was saying. Don't, don't, don't get me twisted. Well, they have to walk into with that lackluster offense into Beaver Stadium in a whiteout environment for the number seven ranked, my national championship pick. Can actually. you believe this guy? Actually. Wow. Yeah, Hunter's right. That, this- Nittany Lottery. <laughs> that is – wow. 
horrible. Uh, you can say horrid. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm I, I'm not trying to have a cold take. I, I went I went against the grain. Tar picked all the favorites of every conference. I went against the grain, and mine looks like it's a better pick right now than his. Just saying. I took Georgia to win the Natty. What are you? <laughs> you, say, you had Clemson. You had Clemson. I had Clemson in, but I had Georgia to win the Natty. No you one looked USC. and said that's stupid. No one looked and said that's unbelievable. Because <laughs> you picked the favorites. Because they're better. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I got pants. I got, I feel like I feel like it. The, it's going to be a whiteout for the first two quarters, and by halftime, it's going to be whiteout and bleachers because I, I think it's going to be over by half. Yeah, Penn State's going to blow them out. Um, means the spread. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Dylan forgot to move it over because he was too busy getting offended by the fact that Penn State's not going to the college football playoff and they're not winning that. Um, I knew there's Clemson, sir. But you know what they are? You know what's unfortunate? Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> you're so My, right. Mine's not been proven wrong yet. Yours has. <laughs> and yours will be proven wrong another week because they're beating the shit out of Iowa this week. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> Yeah, no. Kirk, go ahead and kick your son out of Iowa because y'all are not putting up more than well, usually seventeen ever, but yeah. you're not going to put up very many points against Penn. Yeah, State. no, sorry, the Children's Hospital back home in Iowa, but but this is this is one man I want to put put on TV. Is this one make it bad? This one make wave, it bad. just wave uh, to your TV and then turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> this one, yeah, this one make it. Uh, this this one may, this may be pretty bad. Um, to, to draw to draw the white out too, oof, oof. yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's tough. That is that. Yeah, that's that's our slate, right, Dylan? That's 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 all of them. All right, well that uh, that I think we want to pick a random game out there in the schedule and just. I'm good on that front. Thank you though. Um, Ran- already, random, I've, random I've part of the day. I already said the Cade McNamara quote. We got to get me off the air. Uh, <laughs> it's it's time to move forward. Cade Hunter, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks um, for having us. I really, really have enjoyed this. This has been a blast, guys. Um, let's make it happen during basketball season. I'm so serious. 100%. Let's absolutely do it. Um, you guys are friends of the program. If there's ever anything dumb in Auburn Twitter lore or in Auburn lore that you guys see and you want to come talk about it, know that you've got a space you can do it. Um, or if you guys want to come talk oh. ball, um, we all, it's always a pleasure to have you guys. Tell everybody where they can find your work, where they can find you on socials, um, where they can give you guys love and support um, across whatever platforms that may work for you guys. Yeah, you can find both our works at the Battalion. That's AM Student Newspaper. Uh, again, we're also co-hosts of the Home Turf Podcast. That's our Sports Desk Podcast. Um, and for me personally, you can find me on Twitter. It's uh, Hunter M one zero zero one. My Twitter is Kate Harris underscore. Awesome, easy enough, easy to find. I'm at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. I'm at, uh, at by Harrison Tar on Threads. If you want to come hang out there as well, that's such a dumb app, and I'm definitely about to get off of that. You're so right, Dylan. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, that's such wild. a bad app. I'm such a bad app. On it. <laughs> I had to see what it was about, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he like, promotes it every. every I time. haven't been on it since the day I downloaded it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't download it. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I forget to check it just as much as everybody else does, so it's okay. Two ways that you guys that are watching at home can support the show. Number one is to like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, whatever streaming platform you're using on, please, five stars, follow the show, and make sure to recommend all your friends. Number two, as Colin, our intern, would say, but you killed him because you guys won't subscribe, um, buy the damn shirt. Uh, He says it every single show. I'm not kidding, guys. He goes, buy the damn shirt at www.thewarreport.com. $25. You can pick the colorway that fits you the best. All that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Dylan Lark, and let's get out of here, my man. Yeah, make sure you load up the, that chat with hashtag feeling loopy. 
We want to use that hashtag more often. If you buy a shirt, use that hashtag. We'll find you. We'll put you on the show. Just to show everybody that you got a nice, comfortable, feeling loopy shirt that everyone can agree is the best shirt you're ever going to buy. But yeah, I'm Don Lord at your boy Tank on Twitter slash X. It redirects at Y A B O I the Tank. It's just right, right there. Also got me Instagram at Don Lark at D Y L A N L E R C K. And of course, if you want to follow us here on the College Loop, you can subscribe, like, comment, uh, tell us what your score prediction is for the game, what you want to see from Peyton Thorne, what do you want to see from Jark Hunter? Tell us who knows more ball, defense. the guys from the battalion or us. <laughs> There's Remember, there's a right answer here. <laughs> it's <laughs> not correct. a. <laughs> of course, if you if you're tired if you're tired of seeing our faces, I completely understand. Look at Tar. I would hate looking at that every time you turned on YouTube. Anyways, yeah. so go to the audio version. You got Spotify, podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and of course, with all of that being said, this has been the College Loop pregame show.